everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls with Dogs. We're recording a little late today, which is why I'm all casual and somebody is all fancy today. But <laughs> my name is Kimberly and I write the blog. I write the blog, Keep the Tail Wagging. And I'm here with my dear, dear friend, Kathy, who writes the blog, Groovy Golden Doodles. And we are Girls with Dogs. So hey, how you doing, Kathy? Well, you don't call me fancy. I'm at my day job. Whoops, don't tell nobody. It's I'm my at my lunch. day job too. It's my lunch hour. Well, this is my day job on the day that I have to come in and interact with strange human beings. You look so, so fancy. I look fancy? Yeah. This is my professional look, girl. I'm trying to look <laughs> professional. Um, can't wait till I get home now. I'm about to go through my closet because if this, you know, obviously working from home is going to last. I haven't worn my work clothes in so long that I'm going through my closet and purging and just whatever I really don't think I'll ever wear again. I'm getting rid of. I just talked to, um, I had lunch with a girlfriend Wednesday and she was saying that, um, she was supporting a new friend. Uh, I mean, supporting a friend's new um, career venture, you know, mm-hmm. people that come in and help you declutter your area. Oh yeah. And so she said, she's like gone in her closet and thumbed through stuff uh, multiple times and never got rid of anything. The key is that the lady made her take everything out of her closet, um, hanger and all, mm-hmm. take it out and then pick it out one at a time and start oh. looking at it by itself, trying to determine, is this something that I really want? And so she ended up taking a lot of it to a consignment shop. So she stepped, I met her at the consignment shop. This is how we got in the conversation. And she just wanted to check on her balance. And she said, usually her balance is $25. It was over $200. Oh, wow. Yes. And so I said, well, I'm inspired now because I always do that with goodwill. Mm -hmm. I just take it to goodwill. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, no, the thing to do is to go to the consignment. So that's my project this weekend. Yeah. I'm going to, um, go, I'm going to do that either the end of like Memorial day weekend is what I plan to do is, um, go through that. And that's a good idea to take everything out because yes. my, my rule is usually if I haven't worn it in, I give myself two years so that I'm going through all the seasons Mm-hmm. And then twice. And if I haven't worn it in two years and I'm it's it's OK to let it go. And I used to do that, too. But then what ends up happening is you start for me. It's always that my biggest thing is having to get rid of something. And I know good and damn well, I am not going to be that size again. Yes, and you yes. know how you hold on to that stuff <laughs> and you say to yourself and you try to convince yourself mm-hmm. this thing has not been out of the closet in two years. It is not seeing daylight, felt a breeze <laughs> or a raindrop. And you're going to convince yourself that here, first of all, you say, I spent too much money on this. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. And then you say, I have not worn this thing, but like twice. Well, you didn't wear it twice because you probably never really liked it. And then, mm-hmm. um, or it made such a statement, you couldn't wear it a third time because people would say, oh, she got that on again. But then <laughs> the biggest thing is, you know, if I just, if I stay away from, from wine and, and, and limit my carbs to in the yeah. early part of the day, I could, my hips will get back. No, no, sister, yes. let it go. About 
I don't know, probably, I don't know how many years ago it was, probably about five years ago. It was definitely pre-COVID. I finally accepted that I probably wasn't going to get down to a size four again. And I gave away all my size four jeans, but I still have a bag full of, I'm at a size eight. I still have a bag full of size six jeans. So maybe if I just well, walk the dogs. Tell you, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> what to do with this because you know, I mean, I'm telling you, there's just, it's just, it's just a, a shame. It's a shame. But um, nope. I have bigger fish to fry, things that I need to be concerned about. Like this article that scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Did you pull it out? Um, no. Walking, walking a leashed dog associate, associated with risk of traumatic brain injury among adults. Yes, girl, this came out in April. They said that traumatic TBIs, most second most common injury related to leashed dog walking among adults in the last 20 years, or 19 years to be in fact. But this is a John Hopkins survey. Wow. I know, but you see, if you scroll through this, and please put this in the um, comments or wherever you put it so people can look at this, but notably, women with injuries related to dog walking were 50% more likely than men to sustain a fraction. Now, you know, I've been limping like Festus from Gunsmoke, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm doing much better. But man, when I read this, I started realizing this is valid. You know how your dog pulls in a different direction? Yes. Now, this well, says ages 65 and older. I would venture that we could go drop it down to ages well, 50. I told older. you a couple of weeks ago, the dogs dragged me through the mud. See? See? Imagine if you had a fallen on one of them giant mushrooms and hit the back <laughs> of your head just ever so in the, in the worst position. I could be doing this by myself. Hello, hello. <laughs> this is one girl with dog. Kimberly's but, uh, still in a coma. <laughs> this is month 27. <laughs> but we're still praying how, for her. If you want to know how Kimberly is doing, you won't hear her through Spotify, but you can at least look at this video on YouTube. <laughs> but no, but but seriously, I, I never knew about that. I, mean, I, I, I never thought sense. about it. Yes, because we are, as we age, you know, our bodies become, I guess, less flexible. Is that a good statement? Well, there's that. And, and you know, um, you know, I think with, isn't it the thing with menopause is that it's starting to leak the calcium out of our bones. And that's why our bones become more gradual. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. And so it's yes, just sort indeed. of like, because I, I already have the, um, I went to the, I got into a car accident. I don't remember when it was last year, maybe. And when I went to the doctor and they did x-rays just to make sure everything was okay. And the woman said, just the, you know, normal deterioration because of age. And I was just like, what? Who are you talking? I don't look old, but my body does not catch up with when they say black don't crack. It it shatters because my hips hurt. And yeah, if, if I, and there's Rigo and, um, and they, yeah, I feel that achiness and yeah. I was talking to somebody about, we were talking about aging with somebody and they only caught part of my comment because I said, I want, don't drink that while I tell the story because you're going to choke. <laughs> um, 
And I just said, I wanted to be, I wish I could be white like Harley. And they weren't paying attention to what I was saying. And they said to me, they said, you know, black women. And I said, no, wait, wait, you're out of context here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Harley's a dog. Okay. And he's he's all white. So you don't get to see the green. I told you you were going to choke. Put your hands up. Hands up. And ladies and gentlemen, she is down. It's official. She is down. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back. I was like, man, I I can't. I want to be white like Harley. And and then it dawned on me when she just looked and she wanted to let me know how beautiful my complexion was still at night. <laughs> and I was like, no, girl, no, back it up. Really? <laughs> That's not what I meant. But um, yeah, I almost want to try to find a guest to come on to talk to us about this. I need to know what I'm supposed to be doing to ensure. I, I read this article and I promise you, I tried to walk the dog's with me on the inside so I would be close to like fences and <laughs> you can grab on something <laughs> or I could at least at least direct my fall to the lawns as I pass <laughs> my neighbor's homes. I don't have that luxury and it's just it's humbling it's I mean I told you that story about how the couple didn't even help me you fell and they left you there <laughs> I thought I I told this on the podcast already. No, I'm walking um, Zoe, Apollo and Bella. And I usually bring treats with me. And when I see other people with dogs, what's what's wonderful about where I live is everyone is so damn respectful. I don't know what happened over the past, you know, like through COVID. Maybe I feel like there was a shift during COVID where people. When I'm walking the dogs, cyclists, joggers, walkers, everyone, people smile at the dogs. They say something like, oh, you got a handful there or beautiful dogs and or good morning. And they just keep going by. I have I love walking my dogs. You know me. I I, I was that person was just leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I never have to. I never have a problem anymore. And when I see people, other people walking dogs, usually we we're like 50 feet apart, 100 feet apart. Laws, we we're sort of we stop and we sort of like, is this gonna work? And a lot of the times we'll just turn around. Like one of them, like if if I'm if I'm going home, I'll wait and see what they're gonna do. And if they're gonna keep coming, I might turn around and just walk to an area where I can safely get off the trail and just wait for them to go by and just occupy the dogs. Or if they turn around, I'll go home and then they'll watch for me and then turn back around and keep on with their walk. But basically, we're not walking past. We're not passing each other with dogs. But then there are people who will pass. And if they're going to pass, that's fine. I'm just going to get off the trail and get out of their way. And I keep treats on me so that when the dogs are coming, I'm keeping my dogs focused on the treats and I'm going good job and rewarding them for not reacting. Well, we were doing all right. But I was mad because. I did. I forgot the treats and was like, damn it. So I'm just going to um, keep the dogs over here and I'm just going to look and I'm just going to keep walking and I'm walking forward through mud and, and grass and stuff. And the other dog, the other people's dog starts getting excited when he sees our dogs. So my dogs were doing fine. Okay. They were, they were interested, but they were doing fine. 
But the second that dog started whining, Apollo was like, of course I want to meet you. <laughs> My name's Apollo. Who are you? And Zoe was like, I don't know if we're supposed to be going over there. <laughs> you know, stranger danger. And Bella was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm here for it. And as I'm trying to go straight, my dogs went left towards that other dog. And my body did something. And I was just, before I knew it, I was laying in the mud, full from chest to feet, just in the mud. And my dog, the second I hit the ground, I didn't hit very hard, but the second I hit the ground, my dog stopped and came back to me. And I, but the funny part is that I think like the woman said, "Uh oh, (laughs) and the man came over and started giving my dogs treats. They just left you laying there in the mud. Didn't didn't acknowledge me. Didn't say, are you okay? Can I help you? (laughs) Nothing. Oh, I like that. What'd she say? Uh (laughs) And I was just like, please just go, please just go. And then finally I was just like, please, please stop. Stop giving him treats. Please just go so I can get up. And so he was just like, okay. And he just, they went on with their walk and I got up and I'm just looking at myself and I'm looking at my dogs. And I did come home and do a video about, you know, like those, I was like, I'm, I'm up here because I'm so mad at my dogs, but it was just like, it was, it was so funny because it was like, uh oh, and then this man is just giving my dogs treats. It was just like, what is happening? Well, I, you know, I read that and I went home and I said, maybe I need to pull out the umbilical belt again. Um, because I felt with that, mm. I had so much more control because it, my hands are free. What are you uh, going to do with your hands? My Grab hands are free. Stuff? But what are you well, going to do? If I'm going, if I'm going down. I got to use my hands. I could grab something to stop myself from going down. I could use my hands to brace myself. I've always wanted to try those, but I've been afraid to because Apollo is so strong. Well, I do remember when I did start using it, it was because Jax did not have a harness and he would pull. And this used to just, my shoulder would bother me so bad. Mm. Um, and then I'm not trying to be gross, but whatever the lip nose are under your armpit, that muscle, oh, it was so soft and just tender. So I went with the umbilical belt and two things that I liked about it. One, my arm came back to feeling great. But if I relaxed my body and I used to envision myself as like a human sled <laughs> and let them pull me, the, the way it was on my back, because it's a thick band. Oh, okay. The way it was on my back, it was like better than the massage. Really? Because it was pulling my back in an awkward. You see how I'm doing this now? Yeah. Go ahead, do it. Do it in your chair, girl. Do it. That I feel like I can't anymore. I oh, I'm getting older. It, it, and so I would walk like that. Now hmm. I kind of look like the. You have to send professor. me a link to that because I'll give that a try. Yeah, the umbilical belt. I. It was just. It was great. Hmm. And then I. I just kind of, I don't know what made me stop, but um, I went in the closet to make sure it wasn't anything that I'd given to Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And so um, I still have it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I may just go back to doing that with Jax. Can't do it with Harley because he doesn't walk in front of me anymore. Mm. He walks behind me. But if you have dogs that walk even parallel to you. Yes. Yeah, Zoe walks okay. next to me and then the other two walk in front of me. 
But um, but you said something that made me think. And, you know, you could be on to something. And if people are listening, I pray you are listening. Um, let us know in the comments that Kimberly hates to get um, <laughs> that. No, she really doesn't. Um, if you've noticed any kind of a paradigm shift after COVID when it comes to the friendliness of other people, walking dogs, because as you talked about it, it made me think that um, there are more dogs that I see, and Lee and I talked about this not too long ago, but everybody seems to be a little more respectful mm -hmm. of each other's space. Yeah, um, I've determined that we have this, in my community, an unwritten rule. If you're a man, it doesn't matter how many dogs you have, you change to the other side of the street. Like you, you go into the other sidewalk. If you're a woman with a baby and a dog, I always get out of your way because I don't mm -hmm. want you crossing the street or walking the gutter with a baby mm -hmm. and a dog and all of that. Um, if it's just human and dogs, it's the person with the most dogs that gets to stay on the same mm -hmm. sidewalk. But I'm, I'm thinking um, at, while you were talking that everybody is a little more before it was almost like the dare, you know, two headlights coming at each other. And let's see who's, who's going to flinch chickens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I've noticed that now it's, it's, um it's a little different. I feel like, and I feel like people understand their dogs more and, you know, I just very rarely, I used to, cause my biggest issue used to be the people who wanted to let's let our dogs meet. And so, and they would wait for me. And that, that's what drove me to write that article of, no, you can't, you know, pet my dog. Um, I, I just could not stand it. And I didn't, I don't want to be interrupted. I mean, and it still happens occasionally. I think I told you Bella um, growled at somebody. Who a stopped, human or a dog? A human. This man stopped. I was walking the dogs and I actually got over into the the grass like I do because um, some a man was running with his dog. I mean, that's another thing is I see people, they'll be running with their dogs off leash, but when they see you, they'll put their dog on the leash again. <clears throat> and he went on by and I had hot dogs for my dogs on that day. So I'm giving them hot dogs and they're watching the dog. And then this guy on a bicycle comes and he just stops in front of us. And I'm just, I'm looking at him and he's talking and I was listening to a podcast and so my hands are full with leashes and dog and hot dogs. I couldn't turn off my earbuds. So I just said, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I have earbuds in. And he kept talking. I was like, sir, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <clears throat> and then he kept talking. And Bella stepped forward, put her hackles up and just did a low, deep growl. <laughs> and he was just like, oh. And then he just slowly started bicycling out. And I felt uh, like, I she, was heard like that. she was just like, <clears throat> she's told you twice now. <laughs> she can't hear you. Why are you still bothering us, sir? But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, for the most part, you know, 99.9% of my time walking my dogs is an absolute treasure. And um, when I'm walking just one dog, I don't mind actually stopping and engaging with someone. But it's when I'm walking with two or three dogs, usually I'm also training as well. And I just do not feel comfortable um, interacting with dogs I don't know. Well, I wish you could, um, and one day we'll make this happen. Mm -hmm. I wish you could experience, Jax has just grown up as a therapy dog in a therapy dog house. 
He does not know how to interact with other dogs. He, he doesn't. And it's not, he's not missing anything mm-hmm. because he has, um, he's always had Harley, but it amazes people. Their dog is like on their back two legs, the little front paws are going like little <laughs> machines um, and they're barking and losing their ever-loving mind. And all my dogs do as they're walking is kind of look at the dogs if to say, dude, dude, you know, get it together. Here's <laughs> your respect. I mean, they just, they don't bark. They don't do anything. But question, when Bella did that, what was your response to Bella? Nothing. See, Lee and I have this thing where we differ. When the doorbell rings, you're going to get a bark. Um, now that Harley is much older and extremely sedentary in his daily routine, he was the initiator with the mailman and the UPS guy and all of that. Now the mailman comes and Harley can't get up or whatever. So nobody's barking. But, you know, Jax will still bark if somebody comes to the door. And when we have these situations or if he's barking because he hears something outside at night, mm-hmm. Lee has a tendency to either call his name. And I said, what, what is that? And I said, just imagine if you were downstairs and I kept going Lee and you kept saying, um, what? I just kept saying Lee <laughs> would then say to me, what is it that you want? I said, so tell him what you want. Cause you know, I talk to my dogs and then, um, but then I also told him is don't tell them to stop because stopping Did I ever tell you that I think the worst thing that happens, knock on wood, and I'm pretty happy about this. Like in Charleston, at least in our area, if you leave your car unlocked in the middle of the night, a kid, somebody may go in it looking for loose change. Mm-hmm. That's about the extent of it. Now I noticed that, you know, we're stealing packages off the front porch and on occasion, you know, like two or three, four or five blocks from me. But I remember I had new neighbors on my left and they were maybe in the house less than a month. And so every time that they would come and go, Jax would bark. And we'd go and we'd see what it was. And then we would tell him it's okay. On this one particular night, though, Kimberly, he would not stop. He was relentless. And Lee and I both, out of laziness and not paying attention, kind of kept telling him, stop, enough, enough, down. Okay. So that morning, the guy rang my doorbell. And sure enough, on his ring doorbell, there were two kids who had tried the door, it opened, and they were sitting in the car, in the driveway, adjacent to the window where my dog would not Mm -hmm. leave, ransacking and got some change, I think some Ray-Ban sunglasses. And that taught me a lesson. So I always tell Lee, I don't care what you're doing. You have to stop, go to the area, check it out, and then you got to let them know it's okay. And so that's become my new thing over the last couple of years. I just let them know it's okay. As yeah. opposed to saying don't or yeah. not doing anything. And so that's why I was curious what you well, do. With I years ago when we still had blue, I was walking it. And, and it's funny because I used to take my dogs all different places and walk them. I walk them just with me and the dogs through like wooded areas by myself without mm-hmm. any thought. Anything could have happened to me, you know, in broad daylight, but it was in a wooded area. So nobody would see. Um, but I felt safe because I had three dogs. I didn't think anyone was messing with me, but one day I was walking them and this man 
was jogging and he, you know, it's like, oh, pretty dogs. And he reaches towards us. And Blue, who was the sweetest, most friendly dog on the planet, lost his ever living mind. You would what think happened? he, yeah, he was snarling and he was like, oh, no, you don't. And the man jumped back and was like, oh, and I had never seen him act that way. And so sometimes I look at my dogs like they know something that I don't know. And I don't want to, I mean, it's not like he bit him. He just let him know clearly, you are in my space. You are in the wrong place. Yep. Um, This is, and you know, with Bella, she's again, such a sweet little girl. She's very timid around people she doesn't know. So to see her <clears throat> step in front of me and and be the aggressor before Apollo, who's our biggest dog. Yeah. And, you know, and Apollo like was standing. He didn't do anything. He just stood right next to her. Uh-huh. And, you know, to see her do something, I was just like, I, I don't know what you up to, but sir, <laughs> my dog said no. So you need to keep it stepping. So, <laughs> and, um, and I just, I just let it go and just, we just keep on moving. I mean, I think the only thing that I correct as far as behavior is um, like when Apollo gets super excited when he sees some someone um, and he wants to engage. And so he starts jumping up and down and stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I do not like people to um, to pet my dogs, mm-hmm. because I don't want my dogs to learn that this is what they can expect. I, I made that mistake with Rodrigo when he was young because he was pretty. I was new. He was pretty and everyone wanted to stop and, oh, look at the pretty puppy. And from that point on, he expected everyone to stop. And he it just became a nightmare to walk him. And um, so I just really want my walks to be, we're sniffing, we're getting exercise, we're having fun. Mm, I have something to say to you. Mm, okay. Um, so I got a comment on, so I posted a, a a meme that another account created. And it was just so funny to me that I shared it. And it has gotten over 300 comments um, and over 400 shares. I mean, it's just like, wow. Is that, okay, let me guess which one it was. Is it the one where it's a split screen and it talks about, the vet saying how impressed they were with the dog. Yeah. And then afterwards, I thought that was really, really cute. I yeah, I mean, it, it was, it's crazy. And and so it's nice just to see people talking. And what's, what I love about this, and this is sort of like the, the beautiful part of social media is I just let the conversations go. I will pop in and say things here and there, but I love seeing people helping each other. Mm-hmm. Since this is not, a business where I'm helping people formulate meals, where I'm helping, I'm selling dog food or anything like this. I feel like I don't feel um, like this is my space and I'm the only one that can give advice and stuff. I love seeing people helping each other and popping in. Someone's like, oh, I want to do this and or I can't afford to do this. And, and people sharing their experiences and stuff. I love that. Yes. The downside of social media, which, you know, uh, it can be up or down is when a post gets very popular, Facebook is like, oh, look at this. 
this is keeping people on my platform. So I'm going to push it out even more. And it pushes it out further and further. And then the folks who are like, uh-uh, we don't like raw, they jump into the conversation. <laughs> and that's when things get get a little snarky. And I got impatient with one person and had to apologize to them because I was like, I'm so sorry that I, I, I worded my comment like that. It's like, I'm just very frustrated with these veterinarians who are jumping on here. And, um, but one person jumped on and she is just, uh, she's saying all these things, you know, like faxed, like, you know, most of these diets are did it in most and most, and, um, that's Rodrigo drinking in the background, but, um, um, you know, I kept explaining to her that if, if you actually just go and talk to raw feeders and ask them how they're doing and what they're doing, you'll learn more. And I asked, I suggested this and I gave her some groups to join and stuff. And, and yeah. I said, because when I learn both sides of an issue, it just helps me know things better. It's like, I don't expect her to change her mind, but she's making these statements without actually going and talking to raw feeders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why don't you go talk to them and find that it may help you better understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And she's like, no, thank you. I don't need to learn anything about raw feeding. And don't you think that's part of your problem? You're getting all your information from these groups. And it's like, again, you're assuming, I was like, I don't actually belong to any raw feeding groups. I get my, and I, and I gave her a list. This is where I get all of my information from. And I was like, and some of my information I get from people who are anti-raw because mm-hmm. sometimes someone who will come and they'll bring up something that I never considered before, because I am somewhat in my own little bubble of pro raw. So sometimes someone who isn't part of this community can bring up something that I would have never thought of before. Yeah, But I just thought it was so funny just watching the back and forth. But what's interesting to me is how quickly these people begin, like they, they say what they're going to say, but then they quickly start insulting you. And I always believe that once you, once your argument devolves into just name calling, you've lost the argument because now it's no longer about what we're talking about. You're just, you're just mad. And it's, it makes me sad because I know that these people love animals and I know that they care. I know that they're just as passionate as I am, but there is this huge divide where we honestly, I mean, and it's not everyone, but we have this huge divide where we're just never going to be able to come together and say, look at this great diet. It doesn't have to be raw. It could be air dried, freeze dried, dehydrated, cooked, but people are feeding healthier foods and their dogs. We're seeing the evidence in these healthier dogs. And it's mm-hmm. not just a diet, it's other things that we're doing too. And I'm just so shocked that there are people who love animals who are like, nope, I don't want to hear anything that you have to say. It's wrong. And it's just like, yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. It's that's been an interesting rant. week. Hmm? That's your, that's that, that was it. That was all, yeah. that's all you had. Oh, well, one, one other thing is a woman did join, join the conversation and said, um, if you can't afford to feed raw, then you shouldn't have a dog. And I was just like, oh, I went ahead and I was going to respond to her. Cause I was, Ooh. yeah, I was going to respond. Like, oh, I don't think that that, but that was just like, I couldn't tell if she was just saying that to just start an argument. Cause some people like Ooh. to do that on social media, but I knew that that was going to go down a path 
uh, people lighten her up that I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and remove you from this conversation because I don't think you need to be here. Yeah, that was that was harsh. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That was very, very harsh. Yeah, I haven't, I've actually never seen anyone say that before. I've seen people say, if you can't feed raw right, you should just feed kibble. Um, but I've never seen anyone say, if you can't feed raw, then you shouldn't bother having a dog. If you can't yeah, afford raw, then you can't afford to have a dog because it's abuse not to feed them a species appropriate diet. Yeah, that's that's um, that's not right. Yeah. But speaking of diet, I'm hmm. gonna see, watch how I pivot so that we stay back. Mm-hmm. On, yeah, mm-hmm, there we Please go. Please do. Yeah, I'm so to. good at that. I'm trying really hard. I have. <laughs> I've watched. I don't know how many YouTube videos on what to do when your co-host goes off the grid. <laughs> you a ball face lie. Ooh, <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> Watch it now. You're going to get some Facebook comments on that. <laughs> You've heard it here first, girls. We've, we've, we've started a battle. Now, I really want to, I was so intrigued on all of the comments. I know I didn't read all of them, but I skimmed a lot of them. You put something out on Facebook about um, giving dogs rice when they mm-hmm. have diarrhea. Yeah. You, you know, that to me was so fascinating because in my heart and it I, I always knew thought that there was something a little wrong with that <laughs> but because somebody who had a degree in a frame from Michaels with some beautiful uh, matting around it told me so well you know it must be true it's funny how matting in a frame can make a picture look. Girl, so don't you know you can put matting in a in a dollar store frame and people be like, "Oh, this is gorgeous." But now that you know my secret, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, yeah. So I wanted to get you to talk a little bit about where you found that because I I think that this is so interesting. Once you introduced me to Olewo, Olewo, yeah. Oh, see, I thought I pronounced it see, right. I, you, for all I know, I'm wrong and you're right. Because I, I have actually never, never heard it. You'll never let me have it. You'll never let me have it. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, when I started with that, I recognized and realized that I could legitimately defend that. You can't defend rice. Mm-mm. when, But. And that explains why, like the dogs, remember, I used to go from rice to the egg noodle. And then it was like more chicken than rice. And I was like, well, just just make it all chicken. But um, yeah, how did you find that? Well, that's been common knowledge in the raw feeding community since day one for me. That was one of the rice, not to use rice, because I would I used to like make meals for, for my I mean, it cracks me up just how clueless I was, but I would make meals and do a blog post about it and do a picture. And I wasn't the only one, but my meals would have like, you know, I would do mixed vegetables, you know, frozen mixed vegetables with the corn and the peas and the carrots and stuff and chicken and rice. And to me, I knew people who fed that way all the time and they swore by it. And so I thought that that was an acceptable way to feed dogs. But then I would have people reaching out and commenting to say, you know, you should take out the corn and take out the um, the rice because 
you know, the corn is just a filler food is unnecessary. You know, it's usually and so is the rice. Yeah. And the rice is very difficult to digest. And there's really, excuse me. I don't know why I have a cough, but there's no nutritional benefit to the rice. Um, and over the years, you know, there are people who actually have gone in, you can find articles online and explained why, you know, in detail, why we shouldn't be adding rice to a dog's diet. I kind of shifted away from rice when I started feeding raw, because although I add plenty of ingredients into my dog's diet that, you know, a dog wouldn't seek out on their own. In I don't believe that I try to keep my diet as species appropriate as I can. And I just don't believe that rice is something that's species appropriate. I don't think my dogs would seek out rice to eat. They'll eat it. They'll eat anything I put in front of them, but that doesn't mean it's, it's right for them. Also, um, sometimes with certain foods, if it's just coming out the other end whole, did they get any benefit out of it? And rice is one of those that just goes right through the the diet. And I don't really think that they're getting any benefit. So, but we still constantly hear people talking about, you know, feed rice. And I recently was speaking to a veterinarian who, when we were talking about diet and she was started talking about feeding rice and the benefits of rice. And I, and I explained that, Hey, you know, that's a big no-no in the raw feeding community. And she's like, really? And I was just like, yeah, but maybe there's something for me that I don't know what what are the benefits? Why should we be adding rice to a dog's diet? And she had no answer. She she had no clue. Benefits. I don't think yeah. there are any benefits. Well, she said something about there was that it was good for skin and coat health. And I was just like, you know, so is, you know, fish oil. So is, so are sardines. <laughs> I mean, so is coconut oil. There are a lot of other things that dogs can enjoy and digest and get benefits from that are great for skin and coat health. I just don't think rice is. I think the whole idea of of chicken, boiled chicken and rice was that it was a super bland diet. You know, and I've heard of people like just feeding rice water to dogs. So they would just the water that the rice was cooked in and add that with chicken and feed that to dogs. So listen, I mm-hmm. I called Greg mm-hmm. Google. And um, you tell him I said, hey. No, hey, Greg. no, Whatever. you have you have your guy. <laughs> My guy's named Gary. No, you have your guy <laughs> that was on our blog. I mean, on our podcast, um, Billy, <laughs> Billy, you have, you have Billy. I have Greg. So <laughs> interesting enough, when somebody, when a veterinarian told you to add rice, did they ever specify brown or wild rice? No. And that's okay. Neither did mine. So when I looked up the benefits of feeding rice to your dog, it just says that certain brands of rice contain like brown or wild. They're rich in vitamins and minerals. And it's a healthy addition to your dog's diet because it's got vitamins D, B1 and B6 that support heart health and metabolism. And then it's got niacin for healthy skin and nervous system and digestion. So that's what that says. So I went so far as to ask about the benefits of white rice. And the only thing they're telling me is that it's a higher glycemic index than brown rice, which could cause your dog's blood sugar level to rise. 
and fall more than brown rice. But it does say its main benefit to your dog's health is in improving relief from diarrhea as needed by giving starch in the form of highly digestible carbohydrates. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just, I can't even talk. <laughs> I think that this is what, <clears throat> what causes people to get confused. Now, here's a company, and I'm not going to mention their name. Mm-hmm. They're saying that the benefits of rice for your dog, because it contains antioxidants, it can support cognition <laughs> in aging dogs. Really? That's why I couldn't talk earlier. Um, so somebody needs to come up. Everybody needs to get together. But I that, see now we're going back to why I took us off track and why it makes sense. We can't get together. We can't. We, I mean, because we have such is... completely different. It's sort of like two religions where they are so different that they now, can't they, even they have a conversation about they do talk about white rice now i have been told this because i don't want you to think that i just did what the vet told me without being annoying and asking my questions because that <laughs> wouldn't be who i i i am but they talk about the blandness that makes it more suitable for upset stomachs now when you have small children they always and years ago. Now, I don't know what's happening now because my small child is 40 some years old. We used to live by, I don't know if you've heard it out there where you live in mushroom land, (laughs) um, the brat diet. So when Tiffany and Jamie were sick, they lived a day on the brat diet. Now, does the brat diet make sense? No. Bananas, rice, applesauce, and weak tea. Brat. But you gave that to your child that first day. And what I have learned as I matured is whatever they had, it was probably a 24-hour bug that was gone in 24 hours, but we gave all hail and praise to the brat diet. (laughs) So when Harley got sick, like as a puppy, and they said rice, well, you know, hot damn, I just knew that that was right because it was part of the brat diet. Because I even said, can I add apples and bananas to it? Thinking that mm-hmm. dogs eat bananas, dogs eat apples. He wouldn't want the tea, but, um, you know, he could have a bra diet, not a brat, but a bra. <laughs> and uh, she was like, no, no, just the rice and the chicken. But again, you do that for, you know, 24, 48 hours, just like a human. At some point, whatever parasite is in his system is going to run its course yeah. and it's going to leave. And on top of the the rice and the chicken recommendation, they would generally write you a prescription for something as well. So it wasn't, this did not become an aha moment until I was skimming through Facebook, waiting for something. And um, and I saw your post and I was like, aha, yeah. I want to talk about this. Yeah, I think, you know, what I think of is, they say many dogs have leaky gut because we're looking at dogs that have allergies, inflammation, all of these issues that can be tied back to having leaky gut syndrome. Leaky gut is when the gut lining is more, um, is, I guess, porous. And so food is getting through the gut lining and into the bloodstream. And although 
I don't imagine rice floating around in the bloodstream, but I think of like, di- is it di- diverticulitis? Diverticulitis. Where people there, you know, they don't eat rice and they, there are certain foods they don't eat because it gets caught into the pockets. And it, yeah. it may not be this, it, it's not, I know it's not the same thing, but it's kind of in my head similar where it just aggravates the system rather than helping the system. I understand the idea of giving bland food, but I think that bone broth is bland. Um, well, sweet potatoes here's, here's and pumpkin the, are bland. Here's the big thing though, with the white rice. Mm-hmm. So, and I understand that. Have you ever had rice sit overnight in a little bit of liquid? No. Okay. This is not your seventh grade science project. Do not go and into your kitchen and put some rice in a bowl with some I water. I was going to do and that. No, and then Why? I got what's, what's going to happen? See this crap on YouTube. <laughs> but over time, the the rice absorbs the water and it expands. Really? And that is the concept from a scientific, not a nutritional, but a scientific. So it's going to soak everything that's sour in the exactly, stomach. which stabilizes your dog's stool. Mm. So you're not really treating the diarrhea. What you're doing is kind of plugging it. Yeah. And then over time, then when he does have a movement, it's a little harder. Mm -hmm. And again, I think what we're doing, though, is we're buying time for this 24 to 48 hour virus or bacteria to work its way through the body. And it all kind of comes together like one big great symphony. So that's why it's the white rice versus the the, the brand rice. Now, I would never yeah. even include rice from a nutritional standpoint. One, because I just never understood that rice had any nutritional value. I always saw it as a filler, mm-hmm. even with, you know, for human consumption. Yeah. But um, but that's what it was. But I'm telling you, I will get on a plane and come to Marysville to beat you if I see a YouTube video. <laughs> On rice in a small jar. I am going to do it. I can have a time time lapse as it gets And, and let me do my imitation. For those of you that are, um, here's, here's my, ready? Here we go. Yeah. You need to, to tune in to YouTube to see this. I was talking to Kathy on Girls with Dogs in our podcast about rice and whether or not we should use rice in our dog food when our dogs are sick. And so she was recommending that, yeah, she recommended that I put some rice in in this container right here um and then you know a little bit of water and then watch it so we'll come back okay Kimberly look we'll come back <laughs> and we're back <laughs> the rice <laughs> I don't like you <laughs> I don't like you at all so, um, I'm taking back one of my deers <laughs> too late too late because we don't edit anymore but no well it's interesting but what I'm seeing also are people who think that rice has to be a part like they're I'm going to start making my own dog food and so now they think that rice needs to be part of it and there are veterinarians who are telling anybody (laughs) yeah there are people there are people who are veterinarians like the one I mentioned who are that's what they're recommending at least add rice you know, and it's just, and that's why I asked, well, what are the nutritional benefits? Because it's like, if, you know, this is a veterinarian, maybe they know something. Maybe, again, I, I just because someone is anti-raw does not mean I can't learn from them. And I'm gathering that veterinarians are 
you know, they do continuing education. So maybe there's some information like maybe it's like, oh, well, we found that brown rice or, you know, and, you know, that type of thing. So what are tell me why to add rice? Plus, when you look at some cooked foods, they also include rice. So a pup above is one that off the top of my head, they have two recipes that have rice in them. Um, there's what is it? Just food for dogs. They use pasta. I don't know if they use rice, but they have pasta in their food for dogs. Um, one of my dogs, and I may have been Leo, could could not stand the rice. And so I actually went with um, plain spaghetti, boiled spaghetti mm-hmm. with him. But after a while, that became not that they ate it that much because they weren't sick that much. Um, but again, everything is different. They're just, oh, God, help me for saying this. They're really like humans. I mean, everybody's constitution is different and it's going to respond differently. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin is also a very um, popular go-to, either plain, a scoop of plain pumpkin or pumpkin powder. Um, for my dogs, that did not work. What works the best is um, those carrots that you're not going to make fun of. That I'm not Oliwo. <laughs> That's not how you pronounce it. That's okay. <laughs> Um, to me, that has become the most effective, um, deterrent for diarrhea, Mm -hmm. but got to put a plug out there. Um, don't, I'm going to be honest with you with the Ziwi Peak food, my hashtag, you know, raw food adjacent selection. Um, I don't, I don't see, knock on wood, praise God that this doesn't happen tonight or over the weekend, because I will definitely do a YouTube. We talked about diarrhea and we have it now. But um, (laughs) I don't see a change in their stool. I really don't. Um, But I know that periodically, just as a treat, they get the carrots because they Mm -hmm. love it, the coconut oil. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a nutritional addition from a vegetable and a fiber perspective. Beta carotene, protein. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I wanted to talk to you about that because I, I just I was fascinated um, to look at that stuff and then just start re- reading about it. But we really have to be very careful because of so many mixed messages on the internet. Why are you yeah. smiling? Well, because I was thinking that. It's not enough to ask to Google, can dogs eat rice? You also need to Google what, why shouldn't dogs eat rice? Like, in, if you want to know whether or not something. Oh, what is are good, the benefits? Yeah, you you need to, rice. you need to, you need to just shake up how you're Googling things so that you get a full picture. Because I think I've, I've said this on an earlier podcast where whenever I search for things, you know, Google knows you, they're keeping track of all your searches, all your social media, all your shopping. They know what you're up to. The AI is here. What Cyberdyne Systems is here. But when I Google things, it's going to return the sites that I most visit, the sites that I click on the most, because you know that's how it works. It's a business. So it's going to send me to Dogs Naturally Magazine. It's going to send me to Merkula. It's going to send me to all of these websites that are pro-raw, 
It's going to send me to blogs that are pro raw. And those are going to tell me, no, 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 you don't need to be feeding this to your dogs. Mm -hmm. And I may miss out on benefits. And so it's important to, you know, do a few searches on a topic so that you can get the full story, the full scoop of what's going on. And then maybe that'll help make a more, you know, educated, informed decision. Mm -hmm. Because, and like you said a few minutes ago, there are, of course, going to be dogs out there that do great on rice, like boiled chicken and rice is a godsend. You know, my and dog. I've, ta- I've talked to a lot of people and they've <clears> said <throat> that and, and they really have said that. But what I think was an eye opener to me is reading the article that you um, forwarded on your page. It resonated because it was all the things that I've always felt. But in this regard, and I'm being very honest, in this regard, because I had heard over and over again from professionals and pet parents who I trust, you know, that this is what you do when the dog is ill, I did it. And I'm not angry with myself, but it was almost, it was a huge aha moment. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how many other people may or may not have had this aha moment about the rice thing. And it could be because I don't, I'm not a rice eater. I don't like rice. You really? No. no. Oh my God. No, no, no. These hips were formed from the potato. Oh, I love potatoes too. So that's why I you're know. not in those four jeans. I know. I'll never, they're never coming back. They were, they were in a pile in a corner going, just let us go. Just no. let us go. You know, Leah's from South Carolina. So, of course, rice is a mainstay. Um, And I was raised up north. And so I think the more the popular they we had rice growing up now. But the popular um, starch on your dinner plate was a form of a potato. And we always did rice because rice was quicker and easier to make, because I also grew up in a time where everything was cooked in the oven. Like we didn't get a microwave until I was uh, probably 13 years old. I think that's mm-hmm. when microwave ovens were a thing yeah. in homes. <clears throat> but it was like, you know, I grew up in the time where you put it in the foil and put it in the oven and it took forever to make. Whereas um, you rice. Mean you put your rice in the, in the oven? No, the baked potato. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it took forever. And and then I, well, I, and I don't like um, a microwave baked potato because it gets all hard around the edges. So you, you end up losing so much of the potato. Well, I'm still a, I am still a heater in the microwave. I don't really cook in the microwave. A convection oven microwave for me is a waste. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Now, um, God, I don't know how I joined you and got off course, but it's my superpower. My dad had the cutest little thing, and I don't even know if it was really, I, I have searched for it for decades and never, ever found one. But um, it looked like a Jiffy Pop thing that would be on the stove. Okay, so you remember the Jiffy Pop? Mm-hmm. It was when you first took it out of the paper, and it was flat, and it was foil-like, yeah. and it had and a, shake a, it. a handle. Okay, mm-hmm. so just imagine something just like that, that exact size. Mm-hmm. But it had a dome, a dome top over it. And it was like okay. aluminum. It wasn't stainless steel. It's probably kill you. Uh, <laughs> all the stuff that came off of it. 
And that was where we baked potatoes. Mm. And it was on top of the stove, gas stove, on low. And every once in a while, he'd come back and he'd flip it and flip it and flip it, you know, so it would get. But the aroma that it produced in that house was undeniably the best smell ever. I mean, you drooled like a dog because you knew that when and he would scrub the potato, then mm-hmm. he'd rub it in oil, sprinkle yeah. the outside with salt. So yeah. the key was when you cut it, it had that crunch. Mm-hmm. And then you'd scoop. And then, like you said, there's nothing like a good baked potato that's been done correctly because it's soft and it's it's almost mm-hmm. mashed. Yep. And you put whatever you wanted in it. But boy, oh boy. Now I want to bake potato. At the end, you had that crunchy, salted, oiled skin mm-hmm. that was better than pork rinds and a potato chip rolled up together. And yeah. it was the best tasting thing. You can't get that from a microwave. No. Now nope, you can yeah. reenact it, but it was almost like roasting this potato on top of this flame. Like they did in um, what was that great Western that just came? That's not that old that came out. It was a series. Lonesome Dove. Yes. There we go. You've never seen Lonesome Dove? No. You have some homework this weekend. my. I friend. don't watch Westerns. I am a sci-fi person. Ask Johan to just tell you about Lonesome Dove. But he doesn't watch him either. Oh, God, why are we friends? Why are we friends? <laughs> Jesus. Did you go and see Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay, then. Because <laughs> that's not real. That is just not real. This is why you struggle. This is this is it. This is why you live on five acres and only talk to people that you can get their eggs from. Um, because you're just not, you're just not with it. You just... And you're sucking me in. No, I did not go see Galaxy of the whatevers. <laughs> and I'm not going to go see the Fast and Furious 13. We're going to go see the Fast and the Furious. It's going to be good. Jason Momoa's in it. Yeah, okay. I just don't know how many. And I think that they're thinking. bringing The Rock back. And I think it's going to be a surprise. Well, I got news for you. After all of these movies, they're not that damn fast. And they certainly ain't furious. Okay. <laughs> Charlie's Theron and Letty get into a big old fight. Mm-hmm. Gosh, okay. those movies make no sense. They're ridiculous, and we love them. They're they're like they're the turn your brain off movies. Well, I'm excited because I bought a big 14 inch round red ball for Harley. <laughs> I paid. I mean, for Jax, I paid a ridiculous amount of money, and no, I'm not going to tell you. But the way I look at it, at the balls that I've been buying on an almost weekly basis that he's been breaking, I just needed to invest in a big ball. And so tomorrow, damn it, we're going to be in the backyard playing with this big ball. Please set up a camera and film this. I shall. Yeah. inches. I want to see that. It's a big one. And so it came yesterday and Lisa said, is it hard? Uh huh. It's hard. Well, it's supposed to be. I haven't opened the box because you can't do that. Is it a jolly ball? No, Mm. no. But I'm just super excited. So, yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to go get some jolly balls for for Bella and and Apollo. They're too heavy. Yeah, they're if you get the small ones or I should say there's some that are jolly ball like 
and they're not as heavy and, and stuff. And I want to see if I can pick some of those up this weekend. Jax is a great, um, I saw say a great kid. Jax is a great dog when it comes to entertaining himself as long as you're out there. And I've got some more stuff to do in the backyard this, this weekend. Saturday is the only day our weather is going to be like cooperative. So um, I just really wanted to get another ball because he will play all day by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, That's just as nice. he can Bella's do. like that too. Apollo so, gets upset because he wants me to be out there to watch him. He's, he's that yeah. kid that was like, watch me, what mom, mom, I'm gonna dive. I'm gonna put my head under the water. Watch. Lord have mercy. <laughs> All right. Well, my lunch hour is over, so I have to go All back right. to work now. Well, uh, I guess I will too. It was nice right, talking well, to good, you, my dear. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.